because I've been sort of uh, binge playing Baldur's Gate 3, and now I have... I, I played quite a bit of Baldur's Gate 1, and then I got mm -hmm. bored right around the time I actually got to Baldur's Gate. Um, and I've, we've been playing a lot of Celasta. Um, the common man's Baldur's Gate. <laughs> common man's Baldur's Gate 3. And now I've been... I played like about 20 hours of Baldur's Gate 3. So I have opinions um, <laughs> that we will get into. Sick. And then I don't know what else we want to do for topics. Starfield, I guess. I, I yeah, the most I looked into like Starfield and it's just so colorless. I don't know what to talk it about. It is a gray game. Yeah. I, I, I would love to hate on Starfield. I think we all all pretty much fucking hate Bethesda games at this point. Yep. We can get into the orc. It's funny, <laughs> Dr. Disrespect got mad at the Bethesda CEO for having pronouns in bio. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh Dr. God. Disrespect is another person who is just so freakish that he could only exist on Twitch. <laughs> His, he always wears like that fucking ugly ass wig and like the giant sunglasses. He looks so <laughs> goofy that it's like, I don't understand how he bit. got, he has an audience. Yeah. Uh, it's the a moral failing of society. Agreed. It's uh, speaking of moral failings of society, welcome to video <laughs> games are the worst thing on earth. Oh, damn. All right. Fuck, that was good. I'm your host, Alton. <laughs> With me, as always, is Reese. Hello. And Kay. Howdy. And joining us today on this very special uh, episode of Yatsuito <laughs> is Zed. <laughs> Hello, I'm Zed. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Uh, yeah, so this is just as uh, I'm I'm probably gonna open on the the cold open with like talking about what I've I've been playing recently <laughs> uh, I would just wanted to like talk about the video games for once and this is just gonna be a chill uh, Low low effort low stakes podcast just so I can just shit it out quickly onto the timeline <laughs> Famous last words. Uh, we're we're gonna yeah, be we're gonna be screaming death threats at somebody <laughs> for three hours. Three hours from now, yeah. it's gonna. This is gonna be like our movie Bob saga, like two point <laughs> That episode was like a fucking marathon. We like took we did like an hour and a half, and then we like okay, everyone water break, everyone take a break, and, take, and then we come back. <laughs> Gotta hydrate. You gotta just yeah. maybe step outside for a minute. Just get some air. <laughs> yeah, talking about Movie Bob's book, it's very much a marathon and not a sprint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, you had to build it brick by brick. I understand. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe you should have written some of it, but you know, the, the Movie Bob episode is great. Uh, but what I don't like is uh, it's absolutely the only thing any of us will be remembered for. Yeah, like in 150 years, there'll well, be no memory of any of us except the movie bob episode will be attached in a file somewhere they're gonna uh, put it on to... a golden disc <laughs> and shoot it into space <laughs> uh, so aliens can understand aliens need to understand warning to aliens not to watch <laughs> teenage mutant ninja turtles as a Don't child come here this is a bad idea um anyway the reason why i invited zed on is because this is basically the Celasta crew right here. These are all the people mm -hmm. on the Vigatoto server playing like just uh, countless hours of Celasta. And I would say Celasta, we've talked about it before and like video games are okay maybe. Our premium episodes, which you can get for $1 a month. Um, 
and this new one that Reese just released, which is very good. So Celasta is like a really incredible uh, group experience that it's like the fun of D&D without having to do any of the work. And so we've just been binging it whenever we've had a chance on the weekends. It's really got our hooks in us. The party saunters by Gorum and hears Gorum <laughs> say, welcome to Gorum's Emporium. Mm-hmm. And we just sit there and fucking cackle like hyenas for 45 <laughs> minutes. It's true. Yeah, people need to understand that this game is is fucked up. <laughs> everything, mm-hmm. everything about it is so fucking funny from the way the characters stand to the bizarre voice acting and writing. It's just constantly hilarious. Just, yeah, just all the uh, mistakes, too, that we see. Like, some people are just sitting in the air, and there's just nothing there. It's like, why are you sitting in the air, the Cutscenes will start, and, like, one of our characters is just standing sideways midair. Reese's character, (laughs) was doing that. (laughs) And it just, like, it just kept going for, like, the entirety of the fight. You were just running around sideways. Well, we were level 12, you know. That's true. <laughs> exactly. we, got, we got pretty powerful. We were like in the epic level campaign of DLC mm. that they released, which so far has been a lot of fun. Uh, they've, they've changed things in that they have now like in-engine cutscenes that they didn't have before, where it's not Disgusting. just... I, I know, like we, we're traditionalists in that we think every cutscene <laughs> should be our four characters standing in a straight line facing one NPC. <laughs> About ass right. level, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to re-bring up Celasta just because I've been playing a couple of little indie games. I've ne- I don't know if you've heard of them. They're pretty obscure. Uh, but uh, Baldur's Gate 1 and 3. Uh, I've not heard of those, no. Yeah, I, I mean... Those are popular. Larian uh, Studios is a little indie, uh, indie you know, dev. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not surprised you haven't heard of them. I've uh, only heard of Baldur's Gate 2. <laughs> so this this is a game about a, a homosexual who is bald, or what, what is? It can be, and that's the the impressive thing. Hello, uh, about Baldur's Gate three, at least. I don't think you can be. I don't think you can be gay in Baldur's Gate one. A wokeness wasn't invented yet. Wokeness mm-hmm. wasn't invented. However, um, Imowen, like the very first NPC companion you get, uh, who's like your. I'm not sure what to, what to call her. She's like you're a sister via adoption. Um, uh huh. She's constantly saying, "Heh, you're a queer fellow." Uh huh. Uh huh. Would that be a <laughs> stepsister? <laughs> mm. Yeah. So I guess we have to adjust the yeah. elephant in the room, and that uh, <laughs> me and Reese went on this pretty horrifying deep dive into like the Beam Dog forums, um, nice. because there's this. Imowen romance mod for Baldur's Gate 2. Imowen gets stuck in the, in the washing machine. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. And so it's just like this entire... And this is really like a, a return to tradition type scenario <laughs> where I'm just, I'm just like trying to look up reviews of this mod and then I stumble on the Beamdog forums. And, and it's just like this... This blast from the past, old school forums where these people are just going ape shit, like arguing with each other about the Imowin mod. It's it's really fantastic. I, I think you describe it best, Reese. Tell us about the the guy who epically owns somebody. Okay, uh, there there's one guy who was 
very stupidly, just brazenly uh, idiotic in saying like, well, you know, religion was founded in incest. Adam and Eve, <laughs> question mark. So true. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, and the guy's response to it was essentially agree to disagree, <laughs> um, which I think is, is a funny thing to respond to by saying, oh, I've got you know, pulled up. Should we read them? Um, yes, we might as well. We're, we're in the pits. Regale me with a story. <laughs> All right. So no lawyer says in the most popular religion on the planet, the human population multiplied from one man and one woman. Uh, and then the hero of our story, clumsy dwarf replies to that by saying, this has nothing to do with me or the topic. I do know mid-politics <laughs> online, but I never get into religion. That is where this is headed. You have your view, and I have mine, and I doubt that any of us is going to change. Mid-politics? Um, what if I ask nicely for them to change? I don't know. I, that's, what he's, that's what he says. I do know mid-politics online. Mm. <laughs> okay, well, this, uh, this is just a setup, though, Yeah, uh, is, is the thing. Dude, do you have the, the, the second post from Clumsy Dwarf? Oh, or yeah. You, re- you guys got to see, you... see this in person. Like, I don't want to be the only one to have my <laughs> eyes sullied by this. So, um, this person is basically just like... Oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is basically just putting, like, his wife's family on blast. Just being like, I, I need to win this argument online. And so here is my wife's, like, complicated medical history with fucking incest. And it's just like, you didn't, you didn't have to fucking say that online, man. Jesus. The, the, the thing and I, that stands out, and then we have to move on, um, <laughs> is, is when Clumsy Dwarf says here, I have a personal, not moral issue with this. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, he he's pro Imowen romance. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> Me and Reese were just like reading through this this thread and just like getting blown away with like the the number of people just being like it's actually okay, uh, because she's only your half sister. <laughs> it, it's it's like imagine if. The at the Vouch Middle School, year, uh, <laughs> a, a massive argument uh, broke out about <laughs> the first time the kids learn about incest. There, mm-hmm. um, yeah, pretty dire, uh, and we're gonna have to purify all involved, including ourselves. No, listen, <laughs> this is so much better than Twitter. This is incredible. If Twitter was like this, uh, the world would be like that utopian picture. Like, uh, this just made me long for the days of old school forums when you just had, like, this collection of deeply unwell people just sort of siloed off into, like, these little threads on the internet. No, like, as a, yeah, like, as a former forum user, absolutely. (laughs) Like, there's just this really cool sense of inner community that you don't Mm -hmm. get from Twitter where everyone's watching you. Like, all these people know each other, and they're still having the most insane arguments you've ever heard. (laughs) It would be really funny, though, if 
uh, a bunch of trans shit posters started quote tweeting a clumsy dwarf and just being like, I actually wouldn't admit that about my <laughs> wife, uh, but I'm normal. <laughs> anyway, this is so off topic. We just brought up Baldur's Gate, so I needed to, I, I realized that I needed to talk about this again for the listeners, for your benefit. Um, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, I've been playing through Baldur's Gate 1, and the thing is, Baldur's Gate 1 is, like, enjoyable up to a point, and then you kind of get to, like, the late game, and you realize it's like, oh, it's all like this. It's all, like, this real-time kind of janky combat system, which really starts to creak when you get into higher levels. Um, yeah. And, like, the writing really isn't that great no like you do so but, yeah. many quests that are like okay go kill a bunch of uh hobgoblins and then get my boots back for me please <laughs> uh and the quest is just sort of like there are the, all the quests are kind of like that until like you get really late in the game um and then you the main quest is like okay you know, and it was kind of nice to to play Baldur's Gate one just because it gives me a little bit more of a grounding to talk about Baldur's Gate three. Um, and I wanted to talk about it just in comparison to like Celasta uh, and Baldur's Gate one. Okay. Here's the thing that like the impression that I got from Baldur's Gate three is like, oh man, this is this is a, a Larian ass game. You know what I mean? If anyone's mm -hmm. played Divinity Original Sin 1 and 2, it doesn't feel like Celasta. It feels like Divinity Original Sin, which I guess is not that big of a surprise. Yeah. So no one's making, like, uh, sexually inappropriate comments whenever anyone tries to, like, go under something at any yeah. point. <laughs> Look, you know, it just colors <laughs> the dialogue. <laughs> the thing about it is that it's... So it doesn't use a grid-based system like Celasta. And it also has the Larian Studios thing where, like, you know, a couple hours into the game, your inventory will be infinitely cluttered with junk that you don't know if it's important or not. Wonderful. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you, you guys remember playing Divinity Original Sin and just how much shit you pick up in those games. Because you're just oh, yeah. like, is this quest important or not? I have no idea. So I better carry it around just in case. And just, I played you know, with you, um, and I was just like, well, it looks like Alton's picking up the important stuff, so I'll leave my inventory clear. <laughs> yeah, I kind of become like a bit of a pack rat in these games. The thing I would say is that surprisingly, the combat is uh, very similar. I guess it's not very much of a surprise, considering how they're both using interpretations of the exact same uh, 5e combat system. And in fact... I kind of think that the the interface Celasta has going on is a little bit better, which I was kind of surprised by, but it could just be my familiarity with Celasta. Yeah, most I've seen of Baldur Gate is that is just that dice rolling. Like for whatever reason, the meme is just to zoom in on the dice rolling thing, and I haven't seen anything other than that. Mm. Or like when you engage combat or skill checks, because like what Joel Haver has a whole video where it's just a guy going through life and it's all those skill checks. Yeah, there are a lot of skill checks. I I think um, the different another key difference is that um, it's a lot more it's a lot more open than Celasta. It so like in Celasta you have like these little uh, zones that are basically set up like towns or dungeons 
that are like built for like a single or like a couple of quests and then you travel on the overworld to get to them um but Baldur's Gate 3 is very much more so the the Larian Studios things of wandering around the woods uh looking for like little pockets of adventure right so I think honestly I I think Celasta is kind of a more streamlined experience if you're looking for just like multiplayer co-op don't you want to get lost in the woods though I, I, I'm just imagining just how fucked a party of the four of us would be in Baldur's Gate. Because, like, we have a hard enough time sticking together in Celasta where the maps are so much smaller. I've got the zoomies. Like, the, we would just be spread across, like, the four corners of the earth, and then one of us would get in combat, and then... <laughs> there is actually one important advantage of the Larian Studio system, and that is... Uh, characters who are like really far away are not engaged in combat or if you're hiding you don't engage in combat so you could like get in combat and just be like oh shit guys i need help and then just wait as everyone slowly crawls back towards you oh yeah that was a great thing i I played divinity 2 with someone and that happened as you might be able to imagine all the time and it was such a good feature that i could just wait Uh for them to show up yeah, I I know of your ways, Kay. You're just sort of like I, I go forward, charging forward with the, the rest <laughs> yeah. of the party. I mean, I believe in myself and my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's there there's a, a tension at play between those who wish to charge and those who wish to snorkel through every bush and uh, goblin sack. Yeah. Oh my god, um, there's so many goblin sacks in this, Reese. There's so many, like... Oh th- this is this is one thing I actually... I- I'm not sure if I should give a point to Celasta here or to Baldur's Gate 3, because there's so much more clutter in Baldur's Gate 3. There's, like, fucking containers everywhere, and most of them will have nothing, but then occasionally, like, one of them will have something actually pretty good in it. And I, I assume, like, most of those containers are, like, randomly filled or whatever. Um, but if you hold down all, it'll show you like the main important ones. If you don't want to like snuffle through every single shelf, like I usually do, mm. um, because I feel compelled to, I, I do like, if you give me something uh, to open and it's like, you haven't opened this yet on like the little cursor prompt, uh, I will open it and I will snorkel through it. Even if I know that it's like 90% <laughs> chance, it's going to be nothing. Did Bioshock not teach you not like not all trash bags have, uh, gold i guess uh, i don't know i yeah i don't, I don't give a shit about looting i yeah. i'll pick up like the money and then it's like i don't i don't know oh, an I apple don't, i don't know okay you might you might get in trouble for that in this game you you should at least loot the important containers um, uh it you know if if they look important enough i'll have a little look if it's a chest i'll look at it okay but if it's okay. like a miscellaneous shelf or something <laughs> i'm like I, I don't need what's on there <laughs> I got a lot going on. You really should, because there's a quest that involves getting, like, uh, this kind of infernal steel for one of your NPC companions. And that NPC companion is the big devil barbarian lady, and I I know your tastes, so that will be very important to you, I imagine. So, just based on the description you've given me, I'm inclined to agree. (laughs) This extremely large, muscular red woman... (laughs) Uh, oh, she's red too. Come on. <laughs> oh, right. time to get the the fit girl repack. <laughs> I'm 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 persuaded. 
I've already done that. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing is like when I before I played it, I was a little bit worried that it would suffer from the what I would call the critical role syndrome and that I I don't know what it is about critical role or I do know what it is and it's that I can't fucking stand voice actors. Uh, and making an entire show. <laughs> those motherfuckers. Really those They've had it too good for too long. Yeah, get it out of here. That's a really funny position to have. Fucking I can't fucking back. stand them. They're such, <laughs> they're such narcissists. And they always <laughs> express that narcissism. Like, oh, pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. Look at me. I'm doing a silly voice. Pay attention to me. Um, <laughs> and making an entire show that's just... A that just allowing them to just I don't know grandstand as much as they want is awful. You've been known to do a silly voice from time to constant. Yeah, listen, <laughs> it is a hate. It is, I self acknowledged as a hatred of something I see in myself, and that's why I hate it <laughs> so oh. much more. <laughs> Those are always the worst ones. Exactly. Like if you do something that I recognize in myself as like a personal flaw, I will hate you <laughs> ten times more than if it's a flaw that I don't have. This is making a lot of sense because you could have very, very easily said, "I don't like the theater kid energy," um, and everybody would have mm -hmm. agreed. They would have been yeah. nodding all around. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it's clear uh, this is a. a a deep-seated uh, <laughs> emotional response to voice acting the profession. Um, we're going to get into this uh, on the premium. <laughs> yeah, a premium Alton therapy episode where I try to outsmart my therapist with a childhood <laughs> therapy book I borrow from That's Bob right. Chipman. And those outsmarted therapists, it's, it's, it's us. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but it doesn't have that issue. Like, I was a little bit worried about it just because one of the characters is like a rogue who's like a, a vampire thrall or ex-vampire thrall, I should say. And he's kind of over the top and he's very camp. And I was a little bit worried just from seeing snippets of his character that I would, you know, find I would get that same uh, critical role vibe that I hate. But I really don't. I, th I think his name is Astarian. I really should know this. I've played the game for 20 hours. Yes, Astarian is. <laughs> I had to Google it just to make sure. <laughs> um, that fucker. He Damn he's actually a lot more likable than I than I actually expected. I expected that I was like, yeah. So first hour of the game, I'm probably just gonna kill him because uh, <laughs> I have a track record of killing killing NPC companions who I don't like. Uh, like I did that with most of the beam dog characters in Baldur's Gate One. I just sort of like I put like a curse. What is that fucking that fucker's name? Um, her name has escaped me. Uh, the way you make it sound is it's l a little less direct than just you know immediately attacking NPCs you don't like. It it seems like along the way through your adventure, you're 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 murdering. All of your companions in secret, and then oh, they fell down the gulch. How well, terrible for the yeah. there is the like barbarian. A, a background that you can pick called like the dark urge, which I think actually is like that. Just so we're clear, I'm making note of all of this for the therapy episode. This is prep. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. yeah, couch cake. I thought you were going to go further than that. Anyway, like it, there was this <laughs> NPC companion in, called Nira. In like Baldur's Gate One, who I hated so much 
that the second I found like a replacement wizard, I was just like, all right, uh, like a good aligned replacement wizard. I was just like, okay, Nira, here's a cursed ring to bring you down to three intelligence and uh, buy, buy from the party. Also, I'm taking you down into a pit and like murdering you. You didn't have to make her stupid first. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little worrying. Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) Well, I just had the cursed ring and I needed to get rid of it anyway. I had to get rid of it. So Um, I was just like, and I didn't like her, so that was justified. Those two things combined, those two reasons, uh, we we are not going to include that in the therapy episode. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't you just do the healthy thing and point a revolver at people you don't like? That's the way to do it. Uh, We are... are very close to advocating that every podcast. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's a wrestling reference. (laughs) Anyway, looking at Nira's, like, Mary Sue... OC twinked out stats reminds me of something. It's so much harder in character creation to like min max and like twink out your character. They, in some ways, Larian Studios has given you so much more options in terms of character creation. Um, but they don't let you endlessly reroll your stats to give yourself all 18s. Um, <laughs> Um, I've seen quite a few screenshots uh, where people are pretty twinked out. I got to push back on that one. Well, yeah, but that's like in the act of character creation. Stat-wise, you know, it's going to be kind of rough going until you level up a couple times and get yourself, like, increased stats. Like, for instance, it's pretty much impossible to have two stats at 18 at the beginning of the game. Like, much less at the beginning of the game. Even, like, at level 4 when you can increase your stats, it's pretty much impossible to have two stats at... 18 like the best you can hope for is like 18 and 16 and so simultaneously it's easier to min max your character and also a lot harder uh, and that's just something that's interesting about the character creation the other thing that i think celasta actually does kind of better than Baldur's gate 3 is that uh, a lot of times celasta will have like a little thing on when you level up or looking at the the class that you pick saying like at later levels and explains what benefits you get later on Baldur's Gate 3 does not fucking do that <laughs> at all. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah, as far as I can tell, like, if you want to figure out, like, your upgrade path, so to speak, you got to, like, look at the wiki. They don't, I, I don't think they show you, like, a little preview of your class. I mean, I could be wrong, and I've just somehow missed it the entire 20 hours I've been playing it, uh, which would be embarrassing. <laughs> It seems like the only thing putting Baldur's Gate 3 above Celasta is is the giant red woman. I'm, I'm yeah. hearing BG3 mid Celasta. Celasta uh, is a has a crown. Celasta is uh, fucking great. And I think just purely comparing like character building and like combat wise, I think they're about even uh you know, they have like a couple things that they're each better at like Baldur's Gate 3 has the thing where you don't just start combat with all four people like a mile away from you. That's that, that's really useful. And Celasta has like kind of a better interface in my opinion. And also you can like ready actions. So in some ways it's like more accurate to like the actual 5e tabletop experience. Uh, they definitely made some changes to like the, the 5e formula that are interesting like each weapon has like its own little mini abilities if you're proficient with it. So like with a spear, for example, you can like do a charge attack that has a chance to like put enemies off balance. 
and the, uh, all the weapons yeah, kind of have the little mini abilities like that like an axe can cleave and such i like that because yeah as like wielding a crossbow in celesta there's just like apparently no upward momentum from there or like any little extra abilities which mm. was uh limiting or rather felt limiting at the end of that well we're not the end of it but yeah I mean, I had to go to I had to use a bow because it was so the bow has more use, weirdly enough, than the crossbow. Yeah, I mean, I think ranged weapons are much better in Builders Gate 3. What are you saying? Uh, I like Celesta a lot um, and the smoothness of the D&D combat, you know, just so you can cast your spells and watch stuff play out uh, is really fun. But that it is desperate for something like that, like you're talking about many weapon proficiencies or just, you know, feats, something that if you're in love with a halberd or a crossbow, you know, you can feel special. It's, it can be really sparing. And like you level up in Celesta and like sometimes they're just like, yeah, you're one level higher now. You get nothing. And you're just like, mm-hmm. come on, kid. that's, that's yeah. have fun. To be fair, that can happen depending on your class in Baldur's Gate 3 as well. Well, I condemn Baldur's Gate 3 as well. Well, I think... <laughs> Excellent. You, you need to condemn, like, 5e in that case, because I think it's just uh, sun I, classes. I can condemn do. Wizards of the Coast. Uh, I, I condemn 5e. I use my 3 Wait, I can do this all day. Or... <laughs> I use my 3... Yeah, like, I use my 3 ebook as, like, a, where I put my tablet on when I draw, <laughs> so I don't really use it as much as I should, I guess. Your third edition book? Yeah, I have a 3 ebook just right over here. And is I it 3.5 or like three, a third uh, edition? One sec. <laughs> you know, and, and I don't want to pretend I'm better than Dungeons and Dragons. I've had a lot of fun with it. It's but 3.5? when we play Shadows of the Demon yeah. Lord and it has the like more streamlined system, picking out your class in every level, there's there's something specific and it's, it's more propulsive that way, um, especially with the way Luke runs it. It's such a breath of fresh air. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I don't know how pure you have to be to the five E system before people get mad, but it it seems worth altering or worth having some wrinkles or yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, it's hard to play those Dungeons and Dragons games as uh as as games with mechanics and numbers because I'm more into the uh the collective the collaborative storytelling that we'd all do generally. Yeah. Right. I, I can enjoy them just as like a, a quite mechanical dungeon crawlery thing, but it's it's very different. And generally, if you want it to be more of a collaborative storytelling experience, you're going to have to homebrew a lot more because D&D is a game about fighting goblins in caves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anything else that happens is kind of, that's you doing bones. your best with what you got. <laughs> bones. Yeah, sometimes there's bones. Sometimes there's lizard people. Yeah. No, says, never. Uh, nope. <laughs> the, nope. Sometimes the, the Clinton the crime thing I wish family. The last I had was, was an enemy other than the lizard people. Yeah, <laughs> as the one lizard team member. I know. <laughs> the latest expansion has been really funny because they're just sort of like, it's just like constantly talking about these lizard people called the Sorax, and they're just like, they corrupt people. They replace people. <laughs> it's just like I, I'm just waiting well, for better, like the head kill lizard the whole to be village. Yeah, the head lizard to be called Clinton. <laughs> They're so, just doing tropes, doing tropes, <laughs> folks. Um, I'm pretty sure the studio that developed Celasta is a French company. So make of that what you will. 
when assessing their racism levels. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's French exclusively. I think it's sort of like a, I think it's sort of like a pan-European uh, development studio. They have like lots of different Even European Europe perverts. That's right. Um, the European Union. When did that happen? It's over. Brexit <laughs> killed it. Oh, and then what happened? <laughs> Uh, Britain has never been better. It's uh, <laughs> that's the true. land of milk and honey and well, chocolate. Sixty percent true. Sixty percent unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's taking a break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've 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 figured out economy so well that you know so many people can just take <laughs> take a little break. Yeah, little nap nap. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think the main thing that Baldur's Gate 3 has over Celasta is, like, it does have some important mechanical improvements, but really the the improvement is mostly the NPC companions. And so, if you're playing, like, uh, if you're playing Baldur's Gate 3, I think that that's, like, the main selling point of the game, is that you have, like, these companions who you can talk to or form relationships with or... Uh, stealthily murder if you so desire. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. I, I don't know what else to say. I think I've run out of my the main points that I was getting through. Uh, it is a really great game. The, the quests are written extremely well. Like, you can definitely feel the budget in all of the quests because of how like, the thing that really impresses me about the quest is how they, like, take into account so many different options in terms of what decisions you make or how you approach a quest that it always feels like they thought of almost everything. Uh, where Celasta is sort of a lot more of a linear narrative experience, I would say, unless your fucking dipshit friends want to murder every NPC <laughs> in the expansion. To be yeah. fair. Well, you know, hey, I mean... Which is an option in this game as well, you know. But you also can speak to the dead, so... They have important contingencies for being a murder hobo. <laughs> Listen, it's like a telltale game, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Choices have consequences, and sometimes you choose to kill them all. Mm-hmm. Listen, the game gave us an opportunity to frame a guy, and it worked really well, and we had to wipe out a faction, and, <laughs> you know, no biggie. Listen, you know, it's... If a game offers me, they're just like, do you want to frame this guy? You don't know him. We're going to frame him. Um, I'm pushing yes. You want to lie and say that this person betrayed the the, the group to, like, the Dominion, even though he's, like, an ally? Sure. I'm pushing. Why did they put that in the game? (laughs) I don't know. It just, it's extremely funny. I will say that, like, as good as the writing is in uh, Baldur's Gate 3, I don't think any of it has made me laugh as hard. Celesta, which I don't know if that's a compliment. That's kind of a backhanded compliment to Celesta. It is. The writing in Celesta is fucking horrible, and I love it. It's so it's cheesy. Really it's perfect. Yeah, like, <laughs> as long as you get it a positive emotional response, right? Like, that's the important bit. The, the, we we the, died laughing. I would be very curious to play uh, Baldur's Gate 3 with you guys just to see what the experience is like, because I, I saved Scum <laughs> a lot um, in my single-player playthrough, but I don't think that that would be feasible in a co-op setup because just loading the game takes so fucking long. Yeah. So I imagine we would, we'd be, to, we would be like a fucking wrecking ball just going through Faerun, just 
ruining people's lives, failing checks left and right, and just <laughs> murdering as many people as possible Fire to compensate the countryside. for it. Cows slaughtered. Mm -hmm. They're gonna call us the the four dick girls of the apocalypse. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, so that's something to look forward to. <laughs> I do think Celeste is remarkable in the sense that there's there's a lot of you know, uh, below average uh, creative decisions and polish in the game. But I have had like, you know, a it's it's always fun to to game with the pals. Right. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it does have that sense of having a real good TTRPG sesh where we all have our little characters uh, and just the chaotic way Celasta represents the different characters is just like we're all kind of like weird, nasty, dumb people. And just like different awful roles exchanging depending who the, the game decides in that moment. Um, the best thing we should mention, I don't know if we mentioned it in a premium or whatever, but the funniest thing in Celasta was that for like... 88% of the game, Kay had a wonderful, resplendent golden crown that gave them <laughs> oh. a ton of buffs. And yeah. then they just take it away. And they if they take had, it away. And if they'd given us any option at any point to lay waste to that valley to get Kay's crown back, we would have done it. Um, Absolutely. We were so invested. It just sits on a pedestal. It's like, oh, it's got no power now. It's got no use. As soon as Kay's character, Dog Puncher, by the way, that's the name of the character, <laughs> lost the crown, we were just like, oh, you're bald. Like, really bald. And we just somehow dog forgot so how fucking bald Dog Puncher was the entire game. After the glorious crown, it, it was hard to watch Dog Puncher be diminished like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you, you, you could do nothing but weep. It's a tragedy. And I think we're like we, a normal guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it took us, like, you know seven or eight sessions but we're finally getting used to dog punchers staggering baldness well you are uh, <laughs> we're start, we're starting to get used to it. we're probably going to get back into it after this uh recording actually this is supposed to be just a quick episode before we do one of our marathon celasta <laughs> playthroughs hell yeah uh, so are we ready to move on to like our, our i would say second and last topic of the day just to really quickly blitz the pronouns orc, as I've been referring to him. Yeah. Uh, the one question I had is, does Baldur Gate have custom campaigns the same way as Celesta does? Don't think so. I know in yeah. Divinity Original Sin 2, they had like a DM system. that You mm -hmm. could theoretically run like a tabletop campaign through the in-game engine. Um, Shame not to put it in this. I, it makes sense that they don't have it in in this yet. It may be something that they will add in the future, but it, you know mm. the base campaign represents like such a colossal amount of work. Um, uh, oh, I remember another thing I wanted to bring up in that <laughs> like there's been at least like ten NPCs so far who have I've done like a little quest for them, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, thank you so much! I can't wait to see you in Baldur's Gate." <laughs> come Looking and see camera. me come and see me at Baldur's Gate like Baldur's just, Gate 
it, it just like <laughs> it's kind of obnoxious the amount of like uh, how many NPCs I've just like talked to and like yeah come see me at the Elf Song Tavern in Baldur's Gate just like Baldur's Gate three I'm gonna see a Baldur's Gate three by Larry. <laughs> <laughs> they really are really doing a lot to try and justify like the 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 name the title like in Baldur's Gate one, Baldur's Gate just sort of comes up like right at the end of the campaign. It's you know that's sort of like where the the company that's been doing all the nefarious shit is centered. But like you you mostly go to like other places like Baragost and uh, Nashgul to like look into the mines, and that's like what everyone's talking about to begin with. But right off the bat. In, in this, just everyone's just like, yeah, we're trying to get to Baldur's Gate! And then it's just like, everyone is just saying that you'll meet them in Baldur's Gate. So I, apparently I'm going to meet like a shit ton of NPCs later when I get to Baldur's Gate. Oh, it's like the insane clown posse in the Dark Carnival. You'll ascend to the Dark Carnival, my friend. Exactly. Sure, I have no um, fucking clue what you're talking about, Zed, but I, I agree. <laughs> I think more franchises should do that. I think the next Star Wars movie, they should just be like, how are we going to get out of the Star Wars? <laughs> Junior, we have the to Star stop Wars the are Star ravaging Wars. my people. <laughs> I, I mean, just the, the next Star Trek series is just like, we have to go trek into the stars. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Baldur's Gate is like a real place in Faroon and, you know, it's a very important, very big place. It's kind of like the Ankh Morpork of Faroon. It's like every, like it's the big city. Everyone knows about it. Everyone goes there eventually. It's not as funny as Ankh Morpork, unfortunately. I wish they, they, uh, Larian Studios, please make the Discworld PTRPG video game. That would fucking whip. <laughs> Agree. Yeah. License that. I'm sure that that's probably way cheaper than like. <laughs> the fucking D and D license, uh, but anyway, is Terry Pratchett still alive? No, Terry Pratchett oh, died okay. in like 2012. Oh, okay. What is time? I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, is there any any other questions about Baldur's Gate three before we move on to the pronouns orc? <laughs> nope. All right, excellent. No. So the pronouns orc is just some guy who's been being dunked on roundly on Twitter for being upset at Starfield for having pronouns. And it's the most performative, like, clearly a grift thing I think I've seen in ages. Because oh, yeah. he's, he's far too coherent and, like, articulate in expressing his rage than an actual mad chud would be, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there's a whole micro-economy for these freaks, and I feel like it's been getting more common that you see someone doing this bit and you don't get the vibe that they believe it at all mm. or care about it, you know? Yeah, anger is, like, one of the ways you get people engaged, right? Like, in a lot of, like, it's almost too easy to get anger and fear to get people to, yeah, follow you or listen to you at this point. And yeah. that's more distressing to me. <laughs> Yeah, and when you use something that's like a, a shibboleth of, of, you know, society's gone wrong for a lot of people, like, you know, just the concept of pronouns. Yeah. You can just, you, you, uh, you get a guaranteed click, uh, like, a, or you're guaranteed that a certain audience will just click with what you're saying. They'll yeah. recognize that you're doing their thing, you know. I do feel, uh, though, that there 
there is a slow slide. Uh, you, I, I think you can only fake that for so long before you start getting sputtering and inarticulate about uh, pronouns for real. Yeah. Um, mm. mm-hmm. And uh, it's remarkable what an empty existence that must be. <laughs> that you're just yeah. like, oh, all right, planning for work tomorrow. I see uh, Bethesda CEO has pronouns, uh, you know, uh, Spanish nouns of pronouns. We're going to... We're gonna have to get a lot done. It's not like his <laughs> toy podcast is going anywhere. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, Zed went on like a fucking deep dive into this oh, weird far orcs. too deep. <laughs> like the, the, yeah. I guess that I should explain why I'm calling him an orc. It's because he's British. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Correct. And he he looks exactly like the the meme of like the British guy who's like the the North FC T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I mean. The thing you got to understand about that meme is like 40 to 50% of the guys in this country look exactly like that. It is incredible. It's it, this is a fucked up place. <laughs> <laughs> that really should be the, the flag that flies over Buckingham Palace. Is just that meme. <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier and went in a sort of weird circuitous direction where I was like, man, British people really are orcs. And then I was thinking about how I'm like, the Lord of the Rings uh, original casting, they didn't like have, they didn't like let any Maori people be like the the good guys in Lord of the Rings. They had to be orcs. And it's like, that's problematic on a number of levels, primarily because it's appropriation of British culture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's sort of where my mind went for some reason. Ultimately, it's just kind of like, this keeps happening. And it's like, what do we... Is it worth even giving it the time of day anymore? Like, do it, are these people, when they're exposed, are they actually turning or like what, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, it's it the just cat's sort like of out of the bag. The again. I, yeah. I, we sort of realized after we were talking about it, it's like, oh, this guy is just like, oh, uh, like a soulless grifter in the yeah. exact same vein of Ian Miles Chong and the quartering. <laughs> and it was like, oh, if we talk about him, we're kind of giving him exposure, but the cat's out of the bag and that Hassan has already basically just blown up this guy's spot. And so now it's like, yeah. well, <laughs> all right. I'm not moving the internet needle. Uh, yeah. I want to call these people dipshits. Uh, that's exactly. That feels good to me. That's fine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, I don't mean to discourage that. I'm just like, I don't know. It's just, it, it's just so... Artificial. <laughs> Yeah, Fake. like there's no passion. There's no passion in this anger. And that, like that's just kind of weird to to say, you know? Like if it came from a real place, I'd I'd listen, but like it's not even that. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's, yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> personally, I I agree that it is very performative, but it is also, you know, stoking a genocide that is currently going absolutely. on uh, absolutely i and so you know I, I i feel like a lot of times on the internet we don't give people a pass but it's it's we kind of hand wave it away whenever people are being kind of like oh they're just trolling they're being obviously shitty and they're still being immensely shitty and mm. you know i i certainly agree that you know, probably better not to platform them um you know we i try not to quote tweet 15 follower accounts doing transphobia but it is at a certain point it doesn't matter if you're faking it that's 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 my opinion on it you're you're yeah. you're that shithead and believe it either one because you're putting your name and face behind it and profiting from it 
You hear that, pronouns yeah. orc? We're going to helms deep your ass. <laughs> I, I think it's worse. I'm going to skate down some stairs on a metal shield and shoot you in the head five times with a bow and arrow. <laughs> like oh, Legolas. Those Transformers toys he has all locked up. Like, he just, like, <laughs> my God. It's so what, what were you saying, Kay? I, I was going to say, I think it's worse if you don't believe it. Um, I mm. think... I think there's something at least recognizably human about like just like believing something fucking terrible and, and pushing for it. But there's something so like deeply alienating about performing as someone who does that um, because you think it'll get you attention and or money. I don't know. I, I would rather these people believe it. It's it's less bleak to me than yeah <laughs> than than the reality where a lot of it is just like I'm just gonna go through the motions of doing it and not even care that much. Like yeah, there's no sense. way. I, 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 ben Shapiro believes a lot in rancid shit, but there's no way he actually cares about like half the stuff he he does content about. Like he doesn't care about the Barbie movie. He's like a a forty year old boy, you know. <laughs> um, so, but it's this like I have to make this a big thing for 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 money. Basically, it's just it's it's yeah. so bleak. Forty year old boy is an excellent description of Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> this little elfin reactionary dipshit. He does. He's just like standing like next to the Barbie poster, wearing exactly what like Ken wears in the fucking half the movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just, just being like, this is, this is so woke, and he's just like, yeah, man, we know you're a failed screenwriter. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the thing is that like a lot of these people would be doing something else if they've had like the chops too. Like the yeah. the pronouns orc, I I definitely see him. He's like, he if he didn't look like a, a pronoun orc. <laughs> I, he would probably be like an actor or something because he's really selling it. You know what I mean? He's like, I can see like the uh, the effort he's putting into making this like a dramatic display. Okay, so you say dramatic display and I need to talk. So he does, I watched his Lego video and there is a real meticulous, uh, like his planning oh. and layout of it. It's like, The it's fact scary. that he has like some a Lego video is just such Thousand a pounds. sad, yeah. sad indictment <laughs> of this person and it's their the soul. saddest display you'd ever see it's so clean and organized and there's police there and you're like is this your utopia my buddy <laughs> that you have trapped in this glass it's it's Oof. amazingly yeah i don't That's know grim. I, I mean i'm reading i'm reading too deep into it absolutely but like i was just trying to figure out what do you even like because <laughs> like it was such so hollow of he's such a hollow person and it's like i mean uh, uh, nothing not certainly exactly. not himself no um <laughs> it's I feel like you see the the very common sort of behavior among police where they are very clearly uh undergoing some psychological distress because yeah. they kind of know that everybody hates them and you know that they do awful fucked up shit my favorite example is uh, the policewoman who thought the McDonald's drive-thru was doing anti-police, anti-fa action. And just because she had a panic attack in the drive-thru. Mm -hmm. um, and that's yeah. what these people are like, is that they, they can barely fucking operate moment to moment without, like, the weight of their, their crimes, like, crumbling in on them. Or they have just <laughs> successfully anesthetized, um, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, uh, their soul. So, uh, you know, they're just w waiting for death. Anesthetize? Anesthetize. 
Uh, I think you can get away with either, to be honest. But um, I think that getting anesthetized was good too. That's like Anita <laughs> Sarkeesian. Oh shit! <laughs> get like they just see feminist frequency once, and they're just like, "This shall be my life from now on." Head just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> It is very transparent that they're just repeating these things. And I guess one of the things that I really I'm starting to get like worn out and burnt out from like the podcast is just paying attention to like video game controversies. You eventually realize it's just the same ones repeated over and over again. It's just like, yeah, there's a black person in a video game <laughs> or yeah. like there's a gay per people in a video game or there's a trans person in a video game. It's just like. It's just this performative outrage that never changes. And it's like, like 90% of people, they don't give a shit. Like, yeah, you know, for better or worse, they don't care either way. They just care if it's a good game or not. And then on the one hand, that's comforting. But on the other hand, it is sort of like, it's not exactly saying positive things about the majority of people either. <laughs> like apathy. Um, and really, these are these freaks that we discuss and dunk are just like this tiny tiny minority of like the overall gaming populace who are just mm -hmm. outsizedly discussed and like visible because of how loud and obnoxious they are but nobody gives you shit about them well let's uh you know maybe to i, I think uh the pronouns orc is funny but True. i agree sort of like the controversy is is maybe too big of a pop like, the reality about the Bethesda situation um, is that this controversy is cloaking, is that Bethesda very recently uh, absolutely abused and fired a, a trans person mm -hmm. that was working for them um, and blackmailed uh, her health care, I believe, yes. was the story. And so it's just like, okay, this is very surface level. You know, I, I think that my, my one main feeling is that, you know, I think people try to hand wave it away saying like it's rage bait or, or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a shitty. Um, but the reality is, is that, you know, the product itself, everything involved is bigoted. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's just, it's a larger machine that's really frustrating to grapple with mentally. Like it's all... All of this is kind of made to make these people have their platforms and be boosted and inspired. And that's kind of the more distressing or not more distressing, but that is kind of distressing to consider that, like, even though we call them out and get angry at them, they're still falling in line with the capitalist machine, you know, <laughs> that yeah. wants them to do this. Yeah, it's really a systemic issue. And I think the problem is, is that most like the majority of people and, you know, probably to some extent uh, us everyone struggles with like comprehending systemic issues because they're so big and so complicated that mm -hmm. it's so much easier just to be like the reason why video games are bad nowadays it's wokeness <laughs> folks wokeness <laughs> the woke boogeyman has gone in to the video game and made it worse because of that's wokeness or something i don't know <laughs> they made it's... fallout 4 in space woke oh god Whoa. honestly i think a big part of this is that we culturally are not really um invited to engage critically while consuming these are really categorized as two different things you know you you yeah. watch or, or read something 
um, for strictly academic purposes or you're doing it as totally neutral consumption and anyone trying to like bring in outside ideas, it's being annoying and getting in the way of your escapism. And I think that is really a strong feeling amongst the gamers, lowercase mm-hmm. g, I'm not trying to, you know, get us in trouble. <laughs> um, and, and that's why to me, it, this is just an evolution of the more kind of Gamergate era thing. When instead of saying something was woke, they were just saying like, you're bringing politics into video games. Right. Yeah. Um, it, they mean the same thing, which is that they're being asked to think about something that they either don't want to, or don't know how to think about. Um, and it pisses them off because they think that video games are just like a slurry where they, um, fuck dragons, I think, is what happens in Baldur's Gate. I'm not clear on that. Uh, that, that is um, a significant component of Baldur's Gate. I won't lie. You do at least five dragons so far in the 20 hours I've been playing. God, video games are so good now. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's important. It's important in video games. You like, like every two hours, like one dragon to fuck is the is the thing. Mm-hmm. That's my expectation at, yeah. at this point. And otherwise, you're not getting your money's worth, and you should send death threats to the developers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Frankly, modders are the only reason Todd Howard is still alive. Exactly. On that one. You, uh, yeah. You know, like that ye- you know that yellow paint that like is supposed to draw your attention? If it's a dragon trying to seduce me, mm-hmm. I'd pay more attention. Exactly. It's, it's, it's like a big arrow. There's like big arrows all over the, the dragon pointing towards the hole. Oh, look. Like, That's what this dragon's here for. We know what you, you hogs want. Come get your slop. My paint fetishes are my own. <laughs> you imagine the dragon is going to be bottoming. That's interesting. No, yeah, I mean, it's a back and forth, isn't it? <laughs> I always top my dragon. Uh, I mean, it's just size-wise, one is more ambitious, and I, I respect <laughs> yeah, True enough. Yeah. Very true. That reminds me of a a comment. I'm trying to remember who exactly said it. It was something related to like RuPaul's Drag Race, but they were describing like somebody topping like a much large, like, who's like this really tiny person. There is this like <laughs> somebody is like trying to move a couch with your hips. <laughs> And that's such evocative imagery. <laughs> I think that's beautiful. <laughs> um, before we uh, wrap up, just uh, a point I would like to make about the Bethesda thing is yeah. something we've talked about uh, a fair bit on here, but not recently, is how companies use gamers very consciously as part of their release cycle. And this is very much a part of that, like painting the pronouns orc and doctor disrespect as the enemy. So uh, people can go and paint Bethesda as the good guy in the situation yeah. in, the, in the games media. And like, you know, there's going to be a, a, a whole tsunami of rainbow capitalism occurring in the wake of this. Mm-hmm. And, and that is sort of like just the, the other side of this I want. I want to underscore is mm-hmm. that the the gamers are bad folks. They're they're part of <laughs> of of the chess piece these the industry is playing. That's a really great point, Reese. Uh, mm-hmm. like yeah. Bethesda will never be good, no matter how many pronouns they put in their video. Oh games. man, yeah. Unless they get up to five or six. Yeah, it's like it's like the bare <laughs> minimum is three genders, but if they double it, maybe. Yeah, three, or as we call it, the Joe Biden quotient. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, 
<laughs> there needs to be five to ten uh, neo pronouns. Uh, no, he, him, oh, no, they, yeah. them. And uh, in every character uh, is a fuckable dragon. Um, <laughs> it is okay. sounding like. Okay. Listen, Sony, if you're looking for your, your Spyro reboot, we got you covered. <laughs> I just want freaky-faced Hunter back if we're, we're remaking Spyro. Uh, I played Spyro, like, for 20 minutes as a child, so I don't know. Oh. Didn't, they, didn't they remake Spyro? Yeah. They didn't, they, they, they did, didn't did. remake Spyro, but, like, Spyro the reboot will be about fucking and sucking your way <laughs> through no, every dragon is, in the there game. There is a female dragon. She's called Cinders. They don't, they don't fucking suck in the reboot. Oh, they that's, don't. That's, the, that's why I got it. The <laughs> heart is dead. I think Spyro takes a picture of his taint and sends it to someone in the uh, Skylanders TV show, if I'm right. I don't think that that's true. I don't think that's true, Zed. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Spyro sends like cloaca pics in a children's TV show. There, oh, you don't think uh, so? there is an image, and I feel like I may have Mandela affected so, myself. What the fuck? What kind of fucking Mandela effect is like? There is an episode of the Spyro TV show where he shows home. It's real. Yeah. Zed, you were the first guest on the podcast where any of the hosts went source. <laughs> I just, I'm so used to Zed just fucking doing this shit when we're playing Celasta. It's like. Yeah, I'm ready to check anything Zed says. <laughs> well, whatever what listeners need to understand is that Zed is Canadian and therefore not <laughs> not to be. I'm not, yeah. I am not Canadian, my friend. I am. I was here first, and they moved in. Oh, that's damn! Fair. And yet, still, unfortunately, <laughs> it's a geographical untrustworthiness. You are physically there. So, sorry, <laughs> you eat enough Tim Hortons, and it gets in your system. That's it is the, it's, yeah, the Timmy's radiation. I'll get you. Once <laughs> I watched Reboot, this was never the same. There's actually an episode of Reboot where, um, whatever the, what the fuck that main character's name is, uh, takes a picture of his taint and shows it off mm -hmm. to everyone. Yeah, frisk it. And, yeah, then, and unlike Zed's true. thing, this one's real. Um, mm -hmm. Trust me. No, yeah. I saw it. I Yeah, I worked there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zed actually animated that oh. scene. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sent you the screenshots. Going and, anyway, we've sort of run out of time for what should be a uh, yeah, short yeah. episode, so we're going to wrap <laughs> things up. Uh, uh, Zed, where can people find you online? I'm just going to assume uh. people look at the description for us. You know. <laughs> you know. You know. You know. You know. All right, Zed. Yeah, you can find me at Zombaholic on Twitter, co-host, and I believe Blue Sky now, uh, Autonomous Zed on Twitter. Or, sorry, Autonomous, Autonomous Zed on Tumblr. And uh, you can find me on YouTube under the name Zeddy's Roundup. Uh, I recently put an animation out there, so give it a look. You guys get shouted out in that animation, actually. Do we? I was not yeah, informed yeah. of this. <laughs> you gotta, I, I, you gotta I had your stuff in, in the Discord. I, I did. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. And to be uh, fair, I don't look at it a lot. I don't. Nah, <laughs> <it's>, sorry. <laughs> look, I made that animation in three days. It's not good. But <laughs> All right. If you want to see Zed's not good animation, his own words, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> go, yeah. go, go to that YouTube channel. <laughs> 
All right, bye, everyone. <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> bye. I'm going to take a picture of my taint in Sebastian. <laughs> 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 Oh, All right, this is mic. this is fucking groundbreaking, <laughs> folks. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Zed wasn't lying. There's a fucking Skylanders Academy episode where he takes a picture of his asshole, <laughs> and is like, "I'm gonna give these these cadets a memento." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna play it now. Zed innocent. Oh my god. I'm playing it now. <laughs> Hang on. See, that's giving these cool. cadets a little memento. <laughs> Taking a picture of his butt. What the fuck? <laughs> Zed has never done anything wrong. It turns see, out. See, we uh... have to take everything back. Zed somehow. Zed is. Zed never <laughs> lies. That's the most important thing to know about Zed. <laughs> I dig deep, and you know, when I come back, nobody believes me. <laughs> I think the way that it works is that Zed is not remembering these things, but when Zed says things, they become true in our lives. <laughs> I like this. I like this a lot. Fuck me. I can't believe that. I've, so, I did yeah. not believe you. I 100% thought you were making this up. <laughs> like, I thought you were misremembering something, but no, he's literally just taking a picture of his own ass. Yeah. Like, what the there's fuck? There's no way, right? And yet here we are. We gotta post this on the Beamdog forums. <laughs> <laughs> Was I think this is an Activision property as well, so take that as you will. Uh, Bobby Kotick endorses this sexual mm -hmm. harassment in Spyro. I crave you and I wanted to fly When I back that treasure up on you, I fucked the dragon Watching big screens I just got these burning questions on my mind Do I leave me? Tell them read me Do I want this man to rearrange my spine? Pretty cool Make no moves But he's long and my resolve is looking paper thin Then at last And I match his match He rubbed his dick Cut the switch and let the games begin Just that ooh Take me as you please and then I'm feeling a vibe The vibe, there's pleasure in the room Just that ooh I crave your eruption and I wanted to fly When I back that treasure up on you I fuck the dragon Feel the magic Your relation takes me higher than your wings I fuck the dragon Call her madness. I just wanna say she gave that dragon's greed. I fuck the dragon. Feel the magic. Your relation takes me higher than your wings. I fuck the dragon. Call her madness. Set them toes and worship on them dragon feet. Huh, not just play. I do eat booty though. Hey, just that ooh.